Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz, and obviously we are not on Facebook Live tonight. Uh, tried like five or six times to get it going to no avail. It just did not work out. Don't know what the issue with Facebook is. Um, my guess is they're like, screw you. You think our numbers are fake. You think we rigged the latest election. We'll show you, all you people depending on Facebook Live. We'll just take it down. Uh, anyway, that was a, uh, that's ne neither here nor there, I guess. I'm recording a quick post game for everyone tonight just to get my thoughts out there, just to post some content for you guys, because I know how much you all love the content. Anyway, uh, wow, did that game suck? Uh, the Chris Stewart era gets off to an uninspired, uh, gets off to an uninspired start, I guess, right? Uh, I'm joking. Uh, obviously, Chris Stewart did not factor into the outcome of this game one way or the other. I just do think it's funny that, like, the guy who's supposed to bring the grit and the toughness and the energy and the leadership, they played their least inspired game of the season that he, uh, that he dresses in. That's just funny to me. Um, but, I mean, this team... This team has some issues. Loved the way they played. Loved the energy they came out with. Uh, in those first two games, the third game, even though, you know, it wasn't their best, they didn't quite, they were just, like, off a little bit. I didn't think the effort was bad. I just thought they were, like, half an inch off, half a step behind. It was just one of those games where every 50-50 puck was a 60-40 puck. They just couldn't, they just couldn't get themselves going. Uh, tonight, they just played, like, um, I don't know, absolute dog shit. They just couldn't get anything going all night. They iced the puck, by my count, uh, 420,000 times, I believe, uh, was, the, uh, was the exact total there. They just couldn't complete passes. They were just dumping from, I mean, there's just so much standing still and just deciding I'm going to toss the puck all the way down the ice. Um, just nothing much to like about what uh, you saw in that game. Uh, against the Flames, it was just, it was just, it was just freaking disgusting. It was horrible, ugly, ugly hockey. Uh, looked so much like, um, looked so much like a previous era of Flyers hockey that we thought was behind us, especially after those first two games. Uh, Michael Froelich opens the scoring, gets his first of the year, a minute thirty-five in to give the Flyers or to give the Flames, excuse me, the one-zero lead, and they never looked back. And that's one of those things that we have a. Uh, that we've talked about so often, the slow starts with this team, the falling behind, having to play catch-up hockey, and here they were again, not two minutes into the game, and they're trailing, and never were able to, uh, never were able to recover. One thing that was uh, pretty, well, there is one thing, if you're going to look for one positive, if I'm going to pull a Gabe Kapler here, look for one positive tonight. Um, oh, come back. There we go. If I'm going to look for one positive tonight, it was Brian Elliott. Uh, the Flames had 38 shots on net, and Elliott faced, what, 37 of them, because they, the, uh, they get the empty netter, of course. He stops 35 of 37 for a 946 save percentage. Stops all three on, uh, on the penalty kill. The Flames were 0 for 2 on the power play, so an extension of Brian Elliott is the, uh, the Flyers continue to kill penalties pretty well, but... Uh, that kind of, uh, it's good to kill penalties, but it kind of just plays into, yes, when we can just, 
kind of wait around and then dump the puck. We're good at that, and that's what we saw a lot of tonight. And that's you know, penalty kill. You're you're playing reactive hockey, and you're you're then just dumping it as soon as you get it. And that's that's what the Flyers looked like tonight. A team reacting, a team that didn't have much of a plan, if any plan. Uh, just very little to like tonight. Uh, Travis Konechny gets back on the board again. He picks up the primary assist on Matt Niskanen's goal. That cut the Flames lead uh, to 2-1 to one about five minutes into the third period. It looked like they were going to show some signs of life there. Couturier also picked up an assist on that goal. But man, um, they just could not get anything going. Didn't real. I mean, they end up with 22 shots on goal. I think 10 minutes into the... Um, Ten minutes into the third period, they got their 20th shot. It was Kevin Hayes on a really nice play, actually. Made a little dipsy-do move um, below the left-wing face-off dot. Got the puck on net, but uh, David Riddick was there. Riddick, Riddick did play well, 21 saves on 22 shots, but uh, the Flyers just could not get anything going tonight, um, despite winning 64% of the face-offs. So there you go for all the people who are complaining about the face-offs. Uh, in the uh, in the shootout loss the other night, they won 64% tonight and still were only able to muster 22 shots on goal despite four power plays. And some of the power play time was a little off, and that did throw off a lot of the um, that did throw off a lot of the time on ice, especially early. There were, I mean, yeah, no penalties in the third, uh, only two in the second. And they kind of overlap, but we just had a string of penalties to start this game. It was tightly officiated to start. Uh, Froelich goes to the box for hooking. Uh, shortly after that, Bennett interference. Uh, during about 30 seconds into that power play, Shane Goss to spare goes to the box. More on him in a second. Uh, quickly after that, Matthew Kachuk goes for holding. So it was just a string of penalties. And then Ivan Provorov finished the period up with a uh, minor of his own for holding. So it was just a uh, it was just a real choppy game, and that kind of screwed with the ice time, especially early. Uh, I'm trying to find TOI Flyers. Here we go. It was very uh, there was a lot to complain about in terms of usage early. Travis Konechny in the first period only got one, two, three, four, five, six shifts. Um, I'm trying to. You're not helping me here. Yeah, he, he didn't play a ton. All right, this is this is what I'm looking for. Yeah, in period one, six shifts, uh, total ice time, 349, only 241 at even strength. That just isn't enough for uh, the guy who's been your best offensive player at this point. 501 in the second, 739 in the third. That's that's more like it, but, um, you know, he gets the assist on that goal. He did, you know, he was on the ice for two goals against, so I guess, you know, maybe that explains a little bit of it, but you need the guy out there. A lot of the goals were, the, the two goals that Elliott gave up, the first one, it looked like Braun tripped up Elliott, uh, he's trying to defend the front of the net, Elliott's looking at the shooter, looked like Braun uh, clipped Elliott's skate, and then the second goal, um, lose a face-off to freaking Milan Lucic, of course, and it just a uh, deflected puck, Sanheim tries to... Sandheim, I guess, tries to block it with his stick, even though he's standing alone in the slot, and it just bounces off of his stick, deflects past Elliott. Nothing he could really do. So even the two goals Elliott did allow uh, couldn't really be blamed on him. But yeah, the ice time, the distribution of the ice time was very weird. But in the third period, 
Um, AV, Elaine Vino, really threw the lines into a blender and kind of came out with uh, kind of came out with the first line, at least, that we expected to start the season. He put Giroux uh, back with Couturier and Konechny. A co- one or two shifts into them being back together, boom. They score a goal. Uh, Couturier gets it down low to Konechny. Konechny finds Niskanen breaking into the slot. They score a goal to cut the lead in half. So I want to see... I really hope that line stays together. The second line was a uh, haze with... Lindblom and um, and JVR, which was interesting. Jake Voracek still sort of seems to remain in the uh, maybe not the doghouse, but remain getting that uh, that those third line minutes. Um, Voracek, man, he and Gostaspare have just had god awful uh, starts to this season. Um, I don't believe either have a point yet. Uh, they just look they just look like shells of themselves. Gostaspare had some bad turnovers tonight. He was one of the few guys trying to move the puck instead of just dumping it. I get that. But overall, he just doesn't look like the dynamic player that we have, um, the, the good Gostaspare that, that we have grown accustomed to seeing. Even the worst part, outside of like a one turnover and one penalty tonight, Outside of that, the the thing that's most concerning about Ghost is um, whether it's good or bad, he's always stood out. He's always been in the middle of everything, and he's just another guy out there right now. It's really disheartening to see such a talented guy, such a talented puck mover, such an electric player just kind of, I don't know, just, I, I can't explain it. I don't know what the issue is with Shane Gostisbehere, but he does not look like the, um, he doesn't look like the ghost bear. That's all there is to it. And much the same, Jake Voracek, man, he it's just ugly right now. Uh, it's just freaking... Uh, the times he had the puck on his stick in the offensive zone tonight, he's just... I've joked in the past that he's afraid to bruise the puck, but he just refused to put any muscle into any of... Any time he touched the puck, whether it was a pass or a shot, he just put nothing on it. It was just a little flutter, just a little meh, just a little eh. Just a little blah. Like, there was just nothing, I, I don't know. Like, he's afraid to put zip on the puck. Like, he's gonna, uh, like, he's down to his last stick and he doesn't want to break it. I don't know what the issue is, man. Uh, but those are two guys that this team is seriously counting on. I mean, for, forget about the financial commitment, which is substantial. I mean, Ghost, we, it's like under four and a half for Ghost. That's manageable even for a guy who's underperforming. We know Jake makes over eight, and that's a lot, but it's just this team is built in a way that those two have to produce points. That's what they are both here to do, to produce points, whether it be on the power play or at even strength, and they are just negative contributors right now. They are doing the opposite of what they're supposed to be doing. Um, I don't know how they get this sorted out. Hopefully it's just a slow start. Hopefully they get it turned on soon, but... Uh, you cannot be encouraged by what you're seeing out of those two. Um, let me think here. Uh, Kevin Hayes, I thought, had a rough first two periods, but really turned it on in the third, created some scoring chances. Um, James Van Riemsdyk, snake bitten a little to start the year, has a ton of scoring chances, but no goals. I'm telling you right now, JVR is going to score two against Edmonton. Uh, that is tomorrow night, and that is our What's Next segment. Our What's Next segment is uh, just quick turnaround. We are going to Edmonton 9.30 puck drop uh, against the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow. 
And if you're looking for somewhere to watch that game, I have to suggest that you check out Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in the Wildwood Crest. It is just one of the best places in all of the Jersey Shore to catch a game. Great food, great selection of beers. Whenever I walk in, they go, Bill, we got a sequench for you. It's just right there, nice and cold. And But what is better than an owner who is just invested in his business and wants to make sure everything is right? Well, that's Timmy Fitz. Timmy Fitz is always there. He's making sure the food is hot. He's ma- making sure the beers are cold. He'll be working the takeout counter so you can grab some cold ones to take home and, uh, you know, s- sulk after the Flyers if they have another performance like this one or celebrate if they play more like they did against the Devils. But the Crest Tavern, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in the Wildwood Crest, one of the best places in all the Jersey Shore, one of the best places anywhere to watch a game. They have direct TV. Any sporting event that you can possibly think of, it's there. So I highly recommend Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in the Wildwood Crest. It's pretty awesome. And get the pork sandwich. I'm telling you, don't sleep on the pork sandwich. Yeah, anyway, yeah, JVR is going to score two goals against the Edmonton Oilers on Wednesday night. Uh, I, unfortunately, will not be here for the postgame on Wednesday. I have a prior commitment. That commitment is going to a wrestling show. All Elite Wrestling is at the Leacora Center. I will be there, because how could I freaking miss it? It's the next cool thing at my alma mater. How would I miss AEW at the Leacora Center? Speaking of AEW... If you haven't listened already, I don't know why, but, man, you have to check out the Smarks and Stripes podcast. It is on Radio.com, but you can find it anywhere podcasts are found. It is hosted by myself, uh, former WWE referee Kevin Keenan, and Eric Turtle-Golden, and I gotta tell you, it is a lot of fun, and this week we had an awesome guest. We had Cody Rhodes, we had Brandy Rhodes, they're talking all things AEW talking about coming to Philly for the first time. It is just absolutely a great interview. I wasn't even on this one, and I'm plugging it. That's how good it was. You all know I'm an egomaniac. Uh, check it out. Smarks, S-M-A-R-K-S, and Stripes. It's anywhere podcasts are found, powered by radio.com. I highly recommend you check that one out. Anyway, uh, Steph's going to be angry. I plugged an outside podcast, but, like, come on, you know? Come on, you know? Come on. Uh, anyway, back to the Flyers. Yeah, um, outside of... Uh, TK kind of got that first line going a little bit. Um, but outside of Konechny and Brian Elliott actually uh, playing a nice game. And I hate wasting. That's one of the, the bummers of tonight. I hate wasting a great Elliott performance. It's like when uh, one of those pitchers for the Phillies who stinks... Like, you know, name any of them. Pavetta, Velazquez, any of them. Um... If they throw, like, a decent game, you have to win that game. You can't... They're going to suck the next four times. I'm not saying that Brian Elliott's going to suck the next four times, but, like, we all know what Elliott is. He's a veteran. He's got the injury history. Hopefully he can stay healthy in a limited role this year and give them performances. Hopefully they don't give up 38 shots every freaking night that he plays. Like, that's a recipe for disaster with any goalie. But uh, you can't waste a good performance out of Brian Elliott he's your backup. Like, at the end of the day, you need to take advantage of when your backup plays well. They didn't do so tonight. And it was just a really discouraging effort all around. I don't know what else to say about it, really. Um, no one no one stood out in a positive way outside of Elliot. you know? Um, I, I'm just... Man, 
I, I said, or I don't even remember if I mentioned. I've been sick all day. I've been. I, I missed that interview I just talked about with the with the Smarts and Stripes podcast because I wanted to save my voice to be able to do the post game tonight. I, I've been loading up on fluids. I've been pounding water and Gatorade all day. Any over the counter immune system supplement you can find, just been putting it in my body nonstop so that I could do this post game. And they just come out and play terrible. This was just a bad one all around. Don't know what else to say about it. Um, I don't really have a whole lot for you tonight, guys. It's uh, it, it was a rough one, and not having your questions and stuff is kind of a bummer. I really don't like this format. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Facebook figures out. Uh, I figure out Facebook. Facebook figures out whatever their issue is. I don't know. Uh, but this is this has been the uh, the post game has been the Broad Street Hockey Pace Facebook Live post game, not on Facebook. Uh, I hope you enjoy this kind of quick hit here as I'm getting ready to go to bed. Um, trying to just give you a little bit of something before uh, you know before tomorrow's game at Edmonton. You know I hate missing the post games. Not going to be on tomorrow, so wanted to be able to at least give you something today. Uh, let's just quick. Hey, Gus Spare was a plus one. There you go. Two shots on that. I wonder if that's like his total total. Wonder if that's his total for shots that have actually reached the goalie this year. Because he's had a he's had a rough go of it. I don't want to, I don't want to crush Ghost too much. You know, like everyone knows, I love Shane Goss to spare. It's just really rough start to the season for him and Jake Voracek. Um, I doubt Jake is going to get much benefit of, benefit of the doubt from many of our listeners. And I know I'm a guy who's been hot and cold on on Voracek over the years, but uh, it's hard to defend what you're seeing out of him right now because he's just not the. Um, He's just not the playmaker he's been in years past. Even when he's had down seasons, he's still produced like three-quarters of a point a game. He's yet to pick up a point yet, and it doesn't... I I don't know, man. It just... It's really not great what we're seeing out of the Flyers right now. But they have a chance to go right back out and correct it tomorrow in Edmonton. And I said last post game that... I wasn't going to be mad about the way they played um, against Vancouver until I saw the way they played against uh, Calgary. And going back, I I still am not really all that disappointed in the way they played against Vancouver. Because again, I thought the effort was there. But tonight, they just looked flat, even though they've had time off. I know this travel sucks. I know the 13,000, 14,000, however many miles it's going to be by the time the thing's over... It sucks. It's not easy for anybody. But how long are we going to use that as an excuse? At a certain point, you need to go out and play some freaking hockey. You need to play good hockey. You need to play winning hockey. You need to play inspired hockey. And we just haven't seen it yet. And it's going to really suck if you come home from this, um, if the Flyers come home from this road trip and they're a 500 team and everyone's like, oh, the Flyers are in town. Eh. Because the way they started was so much fun and. No one's seen it. That's outside of. I mean, we've all seen it because we're all hardcore Flyers fans. You're listening to a goddamn post game podcast. I'm recording by myself because Facebook isn't working. Uh, but it's you want to get that buzz going. You want to get the city excited about something, especially with the Eagles trending the way they're trending. You know, the Phillies had that disappointing season. There's a chance here for the Flyers to really like become a part of the city landscape again, uh, city sports landscape, and. 
this slow start to the season, despite winning your first two, is not the way to go about doing it. So I want to see this thing get turned around real fast. Hopefully they do that. All right, everybody, that is the Broad Street Hockey Post game. I am going to wrap it up now. Thank you all so much for uh, for listening to this. Uh, I'm sorry again about the format today. There was no you know fan interaction. There was no listener interaction. No questions or anything. Facebook Live just was not cooperating, so I recorded a little something so that you would all at least be able to uh, hear my voice on your way into work or whenever you listen to this. So you're welcome for that. I'm joking. Uh, Yeah, that's it. So thanks a lot for listening. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Give us those good reviews. Tell your friends. Do all the stuff. And I have some good news. Uh, I understand... The audio quality has not been what um, it was in years past, or really last season. Uh, I moved in the off season. Uh, I've been trying to work things out, but I am going to be making some studio upgrades, some equipment upgrades over the next week or so. So there's a very good chance that by the next time I'm back on the post game from my usual location, the audio is a lot better. So thanks for uh, thanks for sticking with me through this as we're trying to get all these things figured out. All right, that is it. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody.